How's it going guys? Miguel here from CFS Recovery. And in this video, I'm going to be talking about emotional triggers and CFS. Now, when it comes to emotional triggers, it's one of those tricky things because we don't realize how much stimulation it places on our nervous system. And actually any range of emotions can cause our nervous system to become very stimulated, whether it's good emotions or bad emotions. Now I have created another video just like this on my channel previously. You can find it up here and it's about emotions and mood swings. I just wanted to dive a little bit deeper onto this topic today specifically about emotional triggers. Back when I had CFS, my mood was all over the place and even the smallest of things can trigger my emotions, especially negative emotions. I felt like I was always on the edge. Something would happen in my life that normally wouldn't stress me out, but now all of a sudden it's stressing me out. So it was a little bit confusing and I wasn't even really aware that this was a part of CFS at the time. And I didn't realize just how much emotions can play into the physical symptoms that I felt. In a lot of other videos on this channel, I talk a lot about how you have different buckets of stimulus. We have different buckets that are physical, cognitive, but we also have a third bucket, which is emotional. And your nervous system, it only has so much room in each of those buckets that it can handle. And normally, when people are bedridden or they're housebound, especially if they're on their phone or watching TV or looking at screens quite a bit, they don't realize how much cognitive activity they're using up. Usually we see that cognitive is a bit more filled up than the physical, but one of the buckets that people don't realize is the emotional bucket. These are things like fear, worry, anxiety, feelings of depression, all of those things are added to that bucket. And it's a bucket that is often overlooked. That specific bucket for emotions can actually cause more intense symptoms than you realize. That's really where it originates from. So we have stimulation overall on the nervous system, but within that general category of stimulation, you have those three buckets. Like I said, physical, cognitive, and emotional. We're talking about the emotional bucket in this video. Now, the tricky thing about emotions is it usually involves people. And the thing is people are unpredictable. A lot of times when there's emotional situations, it's like a reaction of something someone did or something someone said or what you think they might do or say. So whenever there's people involved, it can be, like I said, it's very unpredictable and it's hard to know what they're gonna do or say. So this builds up some anticipation. Also, any kind of conflict with people, this could be with a loved one, a spouse, a family member, any kind of conflict is gonna cause those emotions to come up. And remember, with chronic fatigue syndrome, it is basically a hypersensitive nervous system issue. It's a hypersensitive nervous system disorder. Let's call it HNS, right? Basically, any kind of negative sensation that you feel, anything that is, you know, like pain or discomfort or anxiety, all of those things are amplified when you have CFS. So you may not be experiencing it in your body at that level, like your body will be completely fine. This is why a lot of people's legs, they'll hurt. They feel super heavy, but when the doctors do scans and tests on them, they come back completely normal. Well, it's because the legs are actually completely normal. That's why it's coming back as normal. Emotions are directly linked to survival. And what your body is trying to do, the reason you're feeling all of these symptoms is because your body is in survival mode. It's triggering all of these symptoms because it thinks danger is around and it's trying to warn you, but it's doing it the wrong way. It's giving you all these symptoms to try to keep you still, to try to shut you down so that you stop moving or exposing yourself to stressors. So it tries to keep you stuck at home so you can avoid those things. The only way to force you to do that is to give you all of these symptoms because it's basically forcing you to avoid these situations and emotions are directly linked to that. So the more emotions you have, the more you feed into the symptoms. That's why emotional triggers, 
you can have an argument with someone and you can get a headache or you can feel completely wiped out after. Or you probably experienced this in the past. You had conflict with someone or something and you felt like you were buzzing, like fluttery. You felt a lot of anxiety kind of bubbling below the surface. So emotional triggers are a very real thing. Just know that they can be very unpredictable, especially because there's usually people involved. Now here's what you can do about it though, and here's a solution. In certain situations where there is conflict and there are triggered emotions, you have to really try your best to bring things back to logic. If you're in an emotional state, that's gonna flare up more symptoms. On the one hand, there's emotions. On the other hand, there's completely logical. Normal people, they're balanced right in the middle right around there, maybe not perfectly balanced, but they're gonna hover back and forth between emotional and logical. When you have CFS, a lot of what you're thinking is in the emotional side. So we need to bring you way back to the logic here because it's gonna try to pull you back to the emotional side. So you have to try to look at things logically. Now, when it comes to emotional triggers and your symptoms are flaring up because of something emotional, you really have to take a step back and look at the situation and really ask yourself, do I have control over the situation? If I do, how much control do I have to affect change and the outcome of the situation? And you'll find that a lot of the things that you stress about, you have no control over. And you're just stressing about it because your mind is going into all these hypotheticals, what if, maybe this will happen, and it's, it's all hypothetical. So you wanna be able to recognize that whenever I was getting emotionally triggered during my recovery journey, I had to take a step back and really think, okay, what can I do about this situation? Oh, I realized I can't do anything, so why am I even stressing about it? No matter what I think, no matter how many thousands of different outcomes I go through in my head, it's not gonna change anything. It's different when you can actually affect change in the situation. Now, you can actually do something about it. And if you can affect change, how much change can you affect? So maybe if you have an argument with somebody, you can say sorry, you can tell them, hey, you know what, I was wrong, you are right. Sorry, we didn't get along earlier. I was looking at it from this perspective, you were looking at it from that perspective. I realized maybe I wasn't completely right, maybe you're right, or overall, maybe the other person just won't listen and you know for a fact you're right, then you just leave it. You know, there's no point in trying to prove yourself right. So it's really solving these conflicts with other people to the best of your ability. Now, those are emotions dealing with people. There's also emotions dealing with experiences of things that have happened in the past, maybe they were traumatic events. I don't even like to use that word trauma because, you know, based on what I went through, I would have had a lot of trauma, but I don't really see it as trauma anymore because trauma implies that something bad happened or it was a negative event. So it puts a label on an event, but most of the times when something happens, it teaches us a lesson and we just haven't taken the time to look into that situation and take the lesson out of it. For example, for the longest time, I had severe, severe trauma, nearly dying in a library. This is what pushed me over into the life of CFS. This was the final straw that broke the camel's back, but I was in a library studying, had this energy drink. Next thing you know, my heart is pounding out of my chest. My heart rate was about 180 when all the paramedics came in. So I was in a library studying, just reading a book, and I was really stressed out with work because I wanted to be the best trainer. That was the goal for a lot of my life. For my teenage years, I always envisioned it in my mind that I wanted to be the best personal trainer in the city. So my first three months in the company was absolutely horrible. I did not know how to sell anybody anything. I couldn't sell fire to an Eskimo. I couldn't sell water to a fish. I was just horrible at sales. So I almost got fired. And the managers talked to me. They were like, Miguel, you're the hardest worker here. You're first one here, last one to leave. And 
you're not making any sales. So we see you're trying hard, but maybe this isn't cut out for you. So if you don't sell anything in the next month, we're gonna have to cut you, right? And this was my dream job that I was working at at the time. So I was studying every single day, reading sales books, practicing my pitch, every waking hour, I was listening to audiobooks about sales and I was obsessed with it. And I would go to the library on my spare time, sit down, read about sales. And this one day I just drank an energy drink and Basically, 10 minutes later, I ended up having an insane episode. Like my heart was pounding out of my chest. It was like a panic attack on, on steroids because my friend actually gave me this study pill. And I was like, what's that? He's like, look, it's basically like Adderall, but it's legal. I got it from Amazon for 10 bucks. So it's, it's all natural. It should be fine. Take it. So I took that, took an energy drink. Next thing you know, my heart is pounding out of my chest. And, you know, I rushed to the front desk people. I said, guys, call an ambulance. I can't breathe. It felt like someone was hitting my head with a hammer. So they call the ambulance and next thing I know, there's about six or seven paramedics rushing in there and they're pulling out oxygen. They're checking my bags if I took any drugs and uh, they put a, a blood pressure cuff on me. And I remember my blood pressure was 150 over 50, but uh, my heart rate was about 170 and I could not catch my breath. Room was spinning, felt lightheaded. And it was like that for about two hours. That right there, almost dying, like really believing that that was my last few minutes on earth, it was terrifying. And for the next two years, I had nightmares about that very specific event. Now that I look back on it, I survived that. So I'm actually very grateful that happened because never again in my entire life will I drink an energy drink. I will never take a focus supplement. I will never take anything to enhance my cognitive performance, I'm just gonna eat normal food and no more supplements from that point on. So that event, for the longest time, I looked at it as something horrible, absolutely horrible and negative that happened to me. But after I recovered, I realized there were many positives in that too. So if that didn't happen, then maybe things would have turned out differently. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten as sick at that time. Maybe I would have gotten sick a few years later, maybe when I had a family or when I was running another business and I had to shut everything down. So the way everything went down, I see how there were just as many positives as there were negatives in it. Whereas before I would look at it as a traumatic event and I would only see the negative in it. So in terms of emotional triggers, when you think back on these other situations that you're running away from, I challenge you to look for the benefits in that situation. And there's somebody who talks a lot about this concept. His name is Dr. John Demartini and he has these seminars it's called the Breakthrough Experience, which helps you balance out your perceptions of things in your life, your perceptions of people, your perceptions of events, things that happened to you, but they didn't really happen to you, they happened for you. There were just as many positives as there were negatives. So we kind of went a little bit off topic here, but overall, I just want to let you guys know that emotional triggers, you know, they're a real thing in CFS and you can feel very sensitive emotionally. And the more triggered you are emotionally, the more symptoms you will feel. So you do want to keep your emotions under control. Hypersensitivity of your nervous system is rooted in emotions, in fear, in anxiety, and overall survival. So you just need to be aware of that. If you're aware of that, you're able to look at the situations and really try your best to look at them logically. Obviously it's easier said than done. Sometimes you need people around you to let you know, hey, you're actually doing okay. You're, you're actually not gonna die. Oh, remember this happened before? Well, you're gonna come out of it just again. You know, you're just in an adjustment period. Or hey, it's just your nervous system. You're not thinking straight right now. Remember that magnifying glass analogy? So all of these things, these are ideas I share on my channel. The more you equip yourself with the knowledge, the easier it is to come out of this illness because you know what to expect 
and you know what you need to do when these things happen. Now, if you do need extra help in your recovery journey, I have created a online program which helps people all around the world recover from something like chronic fatigue syndrome, long COVID, things like that. And essentially we work with you alongside you to build you a customized plan. Our goal for everybody is to bring them into the program, give them the roadmap to recovery, have them on all the group coaching calls, have them do all their check-in calls with their assigned Thriver coach. Ultimate goal at the end of this all is to have them attend the Thriver retreat, which we'll be hosting in Hawaii every year for anybody who's gone through the program and recovered. It's just gonna be epic when we're all able to go on that hike, watch the sunrise. The same hike that I went on that proved to me that I can recover. This was within a year after getting out of the hospital. We're gonna go to the same spots. It's gonna be awesome. So if you did want extra help, if you wanted to work with a team, to support you as you have these emotional flare-ups and triggers and go through your recovery journey, make sure to hit the link down below. You can apply for the Recovery Jumpstart program where we would be happy to help you out. As always, you are a thriver and you are just one mind shift away from living a life of thriving health. I'll see you in the next video.